think once the sports consume you, you haven't got the best version of yourself. Medals will come and go. We're only here on this planet for a limited amount of time, so you've got to have a life as well. Olympic Channel Podcast. That was world record holder and Olympic champion swimmer Adam Peaty. I'm Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points every single week in order to inspire and motivate. If you love the Olympics, subscribe now wherever you find your podcasts. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. What does it take to be the absolute best in the world? The Olympics brings together the elite of the elite. It's a very special category and it's our pleasure when we're celebrating our 100th episode with two of the very best swimmers out there right now, Adam P.T. and Katinka Hosu. We're going to find out what makes them different to the rest of the field. They both say it's all about their mentality. I look for the negative comment just to give myself some, you know, extra motivation and energy. Olympic Channel Podcast. And it's a world record. It is Britain now, and it's Petey. He can do no wrong. Adam Petey, quite stunning. Adam Petey was a world record holder in breaststroke before Rio 2016. He broke his own time on the way to Olympic gold. He is going to July's FINA World Aquatics Championships in South Korea as really one of the ones to watch. Andrew Binner took a trip to Barcelona to have a quick chat with the 24-year-old. Olympic Channel Podcast. So we are lucky to have the pleasure of being joined by 100-metre breaststroke Olympic champion and world record holder Adam Peaty in sunny Barcelona. So you've got an absolutely glittering CV, you're an Olympic champion, you've got world records. Where does the motivation come to stay so consistent and stay at the top of the game as long as you have done? I think when you, you know, reach a certain amount of time at the top, um, you know, I've been undefeated in the 100 breaststroke now for five years coming up. So when you obviously reach that, it's how do you find that extra motivation? Where do you find that extra um, edge, in a sense, to keep on improving? Because people will just, it's a lace affair. You, just, you can just sit down and sleep and whatever, but you know, I'm not happy with, I'm never happy with where I perform and how I perform. I always think there's more. Um, the only time I'm happy if it's you know, Olympic Games, because you know, it's Olympic medal or World Championships, it's a world medal, but I always believe there's more. And I think that's what kind of drives me. I've been very driven, you know, ever since I started this sport. And, and I don't, I don't, you know, tend to change now. I don't, you know, that's not what I'm, I'm about. I'm always about, you know, moving forward and not really you know, taking in the past to in, into account. And so what part for you does mental preparation play in your performance these days? <laughs> like 100%, yeah, 100% like. So an athlete, you know, I think most athletes have, you know, you know like a chill zone or something that like chills them out. For me, you know, I love my cars, I love my shopping, I love to, you know, play games. You know, I'm still quite a young adult, so, you know, I like to just slounge about sometimes. And sometimes you're too tired to do anything. So I think chilling for me is just kind of almost getting that inner meditation and, you know, truly finding the best version of yourself. And it might sound weird, like, you know, how do you even find the best version of yourself? But once you find it and you kind of control your inner energy, you know, you, you kind of really know, you know, when to unload that energy into a race and stuff like that. So... I do have my kind of down days where I'm like, you know, I can't do it or I doubt myself. And no, everyone has them. We're only human at the end of the day. I'm not a superhuman person. I'm just a, you know, a lad who worked absolutely you know, harder than anyone else. And, you know, that's where my passion lies is to keep winning, winning and inspire people. And that's what's the most powerful thing for me that, 
you know, there's going to be kids at home watching me in Tokyo. Uh, look, I want to do that in 10 years, or I want to do that in 20 years. Because, you know, that's, that's, that's what sport's about. It's inspiring the people, especially in Olympic Games where, you know, you look at, you know, you represent your country. It's not just inspiring your country, it's inspiring, you know, millions of people, you know, young and old around the world as well. Other than just swimming the fastest, what is the secret to breaking records? Is there a mentality to it as well? Um, yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're an athlete and you look at a world record, you're basically going to somewhere no one on the planet has been before. So you need something, you know, a little bit different. You need something a bit about you. You need a different energy. You need a different focus. So for me, you know, it comes very easily. I don't think, you know, a lot of me I don't think many athletes can get the best out of themselves, the true version of themselves, when it really, really matters. And off the back of training, off the back of, you know, people pressuring me, uh, yeah, you kind of just got to handle it all. At the end of the day, it's a race, and, you know, whoever touches the wall first wins, so. You know, and to, to most of us, and I'm sure most of your rivals as well, you just seem like this absolute machine that never takes your foot off the gas. I mean, surely you must have days in training when you just don't want to be there or it gets monotonous. Um, yeah, yeah, and obviously anyone spends winter in England, <laughs> you know, you know yourself, it's, it's, it's very, very hard. Um, you know, the training, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, the rivalry, the kind of just uh, trying to get ahead of yourself, in a sense. You know, what I've realised in the last you know, few years is that you know, sport isn't against anyone else. It's what you can do in here and what you can do in here. And, yeah, I mean, in my head, I'm only racing myself at the moment. You know, it's, yeah, I have people to the side of me, but they're not going to change, you know, how I perform or, you know, if I perform well. If I've given my best and left everything on the field of play, you know, you know that's, that's, if someone beats me or someone's behind me, it doesn't matter because I've given everything. And it's, a lot of people struggle to get into that, you know, best version of themselves, but... You know, I think over time you kind of, um, you know where you are, but at the same time, sport's always evolving, always changing. You'll always have a guy there ready to take your spot. So you've got to defend it constantly and find new areas to kind of improve. And, you know, some, some days that is hard, hard. And, you know, I do go through cycles through the winter where I doubt myself and doubt my abilities. But I think that's just a normal journey of being an athlete who's trying to strive for something that's, you know, pretty special. Um, because, you know, going 56, that'll be almost two seconds faster than anyone else. And... That would be very special, but you know, I don't get soaked up in it. I don't let it control me. I just go out there and do what I do. So we were talking about Rio earlier and mental preparation. Uh, swimmers are quite well known. When they come into the blocks, they're always listening to their music. Um, how important is your music to you and what sort of stuff are you listening as you're going to the blocks? Is it stuff to rev you up or stuff to chill you out? Uh, depends on what day it is. So today it was rev up. Yesterday it was rev up. I love the rev up days because it's just like you can put on a little bit of grime, a little bit of hip hop. Um, but some days you do need to chill out. I remember into Olympics, most days were chill out days because I was so excited. So yeah, like if it's chill out day, it'll be like techno, you know, 10 minute long songs where a massive build up, just trying to get into the rhythm. Um, but if it's a, like a massive rev up day where I'm trying to get overly aroused for a race, it's more like, you know, Biggie or, you know, Grime uh, from the UK. So yeah, yeah, I love a good beat. I'm like massively, massively into music. So uh, I think most athletes are to be fair. Um, I think, it can completely change your mood into a race, definitely. And what, do you remember what you were listening before the final in Rio? Yeah, I was listening to a song by JK. Uh, it's called, the EP is called Froggy. So yeah, I was listening to that back then. Still listening to that. But yeah, I absolutely love it. I love, um, but I love this song, just like this techno song where it's just like, you know, seven or eight minutes and you just get into a rhythm and you just kind of close your eyes, almost meditate with it. So you'd say one of the keys you would say to people sort of growing up with sport, trying to be elite swimmers, is to have some sort of distraction from the sport as well so you don't get too consumed in it. 100%. I think once the sport's consumed you, you haven't got the best version of yourself. Sport, you know, will come and go. People will come and go. Athletes will come and go. Coaches will come and go. Medals will come and go. But 
you know, we're only here on you know, the planet for a limited amount of time, so you've got to have a life as well. Like, for me, you know, yeah, you know, I love, I love going down a pub. I love going, you know, uh, club and I love, you know, all that kind of stuff that anyone normal loves, but there's a time and place for it for, for an athlete. So, you know, you know, into Olympics, I won't have much of that for the next 18 months. So, you know, it's, but that's, that's a path we choose. And people, you know, say it's sacrificing or people say it's, you know, you know oh, it must be so hard, but it isn't hard. Like for us, it's, you know, if you're truly passionate about what you do, it's your job. Uh, no, I love what I do and I'll you know, give anything for it. And obviously to take you back to Rio 2016, your profile kind of exploded after that. Did you find it, because you're such an intrinsically driven person, but was it hard to refocus after Rio? Um, I went through a period of kind of, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it is, it's hard because you've been training the last eight years for one thing and one race, you know, 56, 57 seconds of your life and then it's all done. It's like, oh, you know. You know, I'm amazingly, I'm happy. I'm, you know, I've got this massive grin on my face for the next few months. But, you know, what do you do now? And you kind of, I reset myself, in, but I, didn't, I wasn't really back to it until January 2017. Obviously, defending my titles in 2017, uh, pushed on the world record in the 50. And yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of swings and roundabouts at the moment. So, you know, in world champs, this is what I'm about to do now. And I think as I've grown, it's become a lot easier to refocus and reprogram myself. After, after Tokyo, if I do what I want to do, like. You know, I already know how to improve or I already know, you know, what it feels like in a sense. You've already got the blueprint for those next four years, which are, you know, going to be you know, extremely different, uh, well, extremely different to what I've been doing for the last four. So we got, as you mentioned there, we got Guangzhou coming up. What's the plan there other than just to get the W? Do you want another record there? Are you targeting a particular time? Yeah, I'm always targeting times. Uh, I always keep them in my head. I always think it's bad luck if you kind of say it out. But, you know, I've got my kind of, yeah, I've got some numbers in my head, but I just want to go there and you know have fun, have fun, and when the, when I have fun and when I'm a, you know focused and when I've got passion and when I'm you know I'm a little bit angry, uh, I've got to force that outside of myself, use that emotion to propel myself forward. You know that's when I'm becoming to my my best of myself and controlling that over nine days is going to be pretty difficult, but you know someone's got to do it and you know for me I've got what the 50 breaststroke, the 100 breaststroke, the four by one mix, four by one medley, so it's going to be a busy week to you know get all them, but. Yeah, I'm up for it. You're kind of everyone's World Cup final. Everyone wants to beat you. Um, do you enjoy that? Is that about right? Yeah, it's about right. It's, it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Uh, I'm laid back. I just do what I do. But um, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's you know it's hard mid-season when people are resting trying to beat you. But even if they did, it's just like don't mean anything. Like you know, I got beat in the 50 by Cameron, previous Olympic champion, on the 50, and that pushed me on. You know, it's like cut your head off a snake and two more grow. So it's like, even if I do lose, it's just going to annoy me anymore. So it's just, yeah, it's, it keeps it fun, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't like to lose. So just want to go forward to Tokyo. Can you, like, how much of a focus is that for you right now? And what would it mean to you if you were able to retain your title? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think about it every day, Olympics. Um, you know, it's, that's part of being an Olympic athlete. You know, it's every four years, but it's every day for the ones that you know, want to win it. So it's, um, yeah, I don't really think that much ahead just because I've got Worlds and Guangzhou in front of my, you know, force. It's literally, like, really close to me. But obviously, you know, Olympics is always there. I don't go there to defend. I'm going there to attack. And, you know, that's, that's me through and through. Well, Adam, this uh, Barcelona sun's pretty dangerous for pale guys like us. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Cheers. Olympic Channel Podcast. So Adam there was talking about the World Championships and Andrew is heading over to South Korea to cover it 
for Olympic Channel. We're going to do a daily blog. And if you want to read our previews, I put a link in the episode description. Dates to look out for. PT will be looking to break his world record in the 100 meter breaststroke on Monday, July the 22nd. Another day to look out for, the very next day, July 23rd. Katinka Hosu will be competing in the 100 meter backstroke. Gold medalist and Olympic champion representing Hungary, Katinka Hosu. Now, Katinka had a difficult 2018. Just before a competition in May, she announced that she was splitting from her coach and her husband, Shane Tussup. Her swimming suffered, but now the Hungarian, who they call the Iron Lady, seems to be back better than ever. Rio 2016 will be hard to beat after she broke a world record, took home three Olympic golds and the silver. Here it goes, touch and bang goes the world record. That is incredible. But she says she has never felt better. Andrew Binner took a trip, this time to her training base in Budapest, to find out how she has regained her focus. Olympic Channel Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of being joined by Katinka Hosu, AKA the Iron Lady, uh, in boiling hot Budapest, where she's now training. Katinka, thank you for letting us come to your training base. Um, first of all, let's start with your stellar 2019. After what was a rocky 2018 for you, is it fair to say you're back to your best? You know, it might be even fair to say that I'm better than before. Uh, I actually have been able to swim a couple of season times that I have never done before, which is even for me, it's a great surprise, you know, especially as you said, the Rocky 2018. I actually tried to be patient and I gave myself a lot more time to get to the point that I am today so I didn't I really didn't think that in 2019 sitting here with you at this point of uh, my preparation for Tokyo I I will be this fast and and and, and it will be um, I and I will be in such a good position um, so it's it, it feels pretty cool and I know you said even in your downtime that you like to be by the water but there must be what stuff does the Iron Lady do in her downtime away from swimming just to relax and chill out I heard you gave bungee jumping a go last year <laughs> yeah that was uh, exactly it was a, a, a rocky year for me and I felt like I needed to kind of do something that I, I'm really scared of or I didn't want to do. So I, I did do the jumping, the bungee jumping. And that was something that I said before that I will never do in my life. I said, ah, maybe jumping out of a helicopter or something, that's okay. But bungee jumping, I, I wasn't gonna do. So it was really scary, but it was cool um, that I, I, I did it anyway. Uh, I, normally, I just I don't do every uh, weekend. I'm not going to bungee jumping. <laughs> I only done it once. But I like to I like to go to the to the movies. I like I like to eat um, with my friends. Just talk and, and eat uh, good food. Mm, I I honestly don't have that much time. So when I do have time to relax, I I try to relax and and and, and really just. Uh, enjoy time with my family and friends. So skydiving, gonna try that? I want to, yeah, I definitely want to because now I, I did the bungee jumping that I wasn't gonna do, but I, I, I always wanted to do the skydiving, so 
uh, uh, I'll figure out when. And what do you put your good form down to? Uh, honestly, it's, it's crazy because um, I have such a, I have so much experience in swimming garden and training and how I, I try to focus on how my body feels and what I need to do and mentally and, um, and, and trying new things. But I, I, I know right away if it doesn't work or I need to change. And uh, I think that's the reason why I was able to be back in, in such a short time. Uh, before, obviously, it takes a lot more time to learn yourself, to, uh, to have that kind of mindset with training and everything and getting to know yourself, which is, I think, throughout Olympic preparation is one of the best ways to get to know yourself truly. And, uh, and I think that's, that's the reason um, why I can, I can be back so fast. And in what way do you know yourself better? Like, what's changed? Um, I actually have been thinking a lot uh, about uh, this because um, I've, I, I've, I have gotten a lot of questions about um, going into Tokyo, what my mindset is like and what is my motivation and, and am I different now? And this is my, going to be my fifth Olympic Games. And thinking back, every single Olympics, I'm kind of a different person. Like, it's not even a different person. I'm assuming it's, it's more like I have grown each time. And I've, I've been looking back, I've been more and more, and I always consciously try to get to as far ahead as I can in, in self-development and, and, and knowing who I am and, and, and just and being really confident of, of who I am as a racer as well as who I am as a person. Um, and, I, and, and now thinking back to Rio, comparing my preparation to Tokyo, I think I'm far ahead. Um, and, and, and I think I'm different because I'm, I'm a lot more confident uh, it might be crazy to hear, obviously, I'm sure I looked really confident in Rio. Uh, I did have, obviously, uh, my Iron Lady ego on and, and I, I, I really used that in the pool. And I feel like, honestly, at this point, Katinka could do it too. So you said you were concentrating on your mental preparation a bit. What sort of things have you been doing um, for mental preparation? For me, mental preparation is not... It's, it doesn't look like, okay, I sit down and I work on my mental preparation, you know. Um, I actually, as of right now, I don't work with a psychologist. I, I have uh, studied psych psychology uh, back at USC, so I, I, I do have a bit of knowledge. And I just like to ex experiment with myself and my mindset and just getting to know, for example, in what kind of mindset, what kind of zone I need to be in to uh, perform the best. And there's a lot of competitions that I can try, different things, how I go into a race, what am I focusing on, what are my thoughts before the race, how I feel, uh, where I need to be to, to be the fastest. And I always, for me, it's, it's always mind-blowing to think, for example, that when you go in, in, especially in swimming, because it's your lane and you have your distance and what you need to do, uh, technically swimming for I am, uh, why am I not be able to even get close to those times on practice? If I get up for a for I am, uh, then what I'm doing in a competition, it's 
obviously it's only in your mind that it's the, the crowd, the, the atmosphere, the adrenaline. And how am I trying to get my mind to that point in training or get too close to that point uh, in training? And I think these are crazy things to think about. And I've been consciously uh, trying to get to know myself, what triggers me the best and the fastest and easiest way to, to be able to just really focus on and focus in and, and, and really perform the best. Do you ever use music to get yourself in the zone? Oh yeah, music I think is one of the best ways. Uh, that's something that can be um, really constant, like it's, it can be always there for you and if you know there is a, a song or there is music or types of music uh, that can get you to that point, uh, that's something that I've been playing with as well. Um, I used to always only re uh, listen to rap. I, I've been really, really, what um, of an angry swimmer. Um, I always felt like I have to prove myself. I always, I always felt like um, that, you know, the, the haters were always behind my blocks, uh, my block before the race. So uh, with the rap and then getting into the dark kind of zone was that something that uh, made me perform the best. And that's something that's been changing for me. Um, I really had to change that because I actually feel like I have proven myself time and time and time again. Of course, I know that I still doubters and I still need to perform and, and, and prove that, okay, I am, I'm still the best, I still can do this. And, but in a way it's different because obviously I know that I have achieved everything there is in this sport and now I'm just pushing the limits and how far I can take this. Um, but it's, it, 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 it doesn't feel the same way when you really just won that something, that Olympic gold or that world record. Um, so for me, I had to change that and now I really focus on, on enjoying the race, enjoying the water, enjoying what I can do with my body and what, what I can really push myself to do. So sometimes I now listen to party music before and, and dance music and, um, and, and it's working. I, 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 I really like it. Obviously, as we sit here, we've got this amazing training facility behind you. The weather's amazing here. What else is it that coming back to Hungary has given you? I mean, I, I wouldn't have imagined in 2012 that it would take such a long time. Uh, I mean, to, for, for Rio, I was, I was uh, getting ready in a public gym. Uh, the old lady was uh, <laughs> uh, bench pressing next to me while I was uh, preparing for, for Rio. And, and now we are in uh, Duna Arena, one of, I think one of the best pools in the world. Um, Crazy, crazy swimming pools, amazing gym, and I just come in, I have my space, and I can really focus on my preparation. It's, it's been amazing. Well, I was speaking to your PA before, isn't it true that even in your downtime, you like to go on holiday near the sea so you can swim all the time? Funny thing, I was actually, I had an afternoon off yesterday and I spent it poolside. Uh, it was really funny because my best friend got me this uh, spa day uh, <laughs> uh, for, my, for my birthday and, and finally we had time to, to go. And, and, and we, I was literally in the pool uh, yesterday afternoon when I had an afternoon off and, and I, I really enjoyed it. So um, for me, it's just this water is something that I, I I love to be in and I, I, feel, I feel better in the water than I feel on land. Um, 
if I could, I would rather swim to places than walk. Uh, I, I dream a lot of times that I'm swimming in the air in my dream. So that's something that would be cool to figure out how to do. So I don't have to walk or run, you know. Well, maybe the next time we do an interview, we'll have to do it in the water, in a poolside somewhere. Yeah, that, that would be work. cool, yeah. Um, so, so you have to come into it. Yeah, we'll do it in Guangzhou. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and uh, one of the things, I'm assuming you're going to do the backstroke at Guangzhou. One of the things I'm most looking forward to is a potential matchup between you and Kathleen Baker, who, of course, you beat at Rio. How much does a rivalry like that motivate you? Very much so. Uh, for me, backstroke um, is very interesting because it's challenging for me. I, uh, I always say that I'm not a backstroker and, and people laugh at me, you know, having Olympic gold and silver in the backstroke, but I really don't feel like I'm, I'm a true backstroker. I'm a, a medley swimmer. I, I, I know medley and I, I, I'm really confident in my medley. Uh, and the backstroke is something that is not, I don't focus on the backstroke the way a lot of backstrokers focus on because they, that's the, the main event. So for me, it's more of a challenge uh, to, to just step up and I, uh, I, I always um, feel like it's something exciting to, to really race and, and uh, I'm, I don't think I'm the favorite, favorite to, to win. Um, unfortunately, I'm most likely not going to be swimming the 100 back in Guangzhou because it's uh, the same day as the, the 2IM final. Uh, but I'll, I'll be swimming the two back. Um, and you said that your training going into Tokyo, you feel is much better than, going, than it was going into Rio. Obviously, you went into Rio as someone who didn't have any Olympic medals. You're going into Tokyo with everyone hunting you. How different will this experience be in Japan, do you think? Well, you can look at it that way, that uh, everyone is hunting me and um, uh, maybe they want to either be the target. On the other hand, I feel a lot more relaxed. I've been there, I've done that. I mean, for me, I know how it feels and I know how it is going into an Olympic final and, uh, and winning and uh, I have a lot of experience now. And if I don't win, I'm still an Olympic champion. And, and um, we'll see how many other Olympic champions will be in the, in the final heat of, let's say, the 4IM. So for me, it's, a, it's an extra calmness that I have and confidence uh, that I have going into the final. Um, so that's something that I, I can definitely use as an advantage. I heard that you want to go to Paris 2024. First of all, is that true? And if so, why do you want to go there? True. And I want to go there. I can't even imagine not swimming after Tokyo. I mean, it's, Tokyo is like right around the corner and why wouldn't I swim? Um, so obviously, as long as I enjoy and as long as I feel like that's something that I want to do. I mean, if I would do something else, if I would just focus on my company or, or be a psychologist or uh, whatever comes next after swimming for me, I would still train, so uh, you know that's something that what I, I said before that I will be swimming forever. So um, I, I will be focusing on swimming uh, as long as I can. Well, Katinka, thank you very much for giving us your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. podcast.
What an honour to have those two as guests for this landmark episode. I'm amazed and I'm totally humbled by what we've managed to do over our 100 podcasts. I've definitely learned a lot. And I've learned stuff from both Adam Peaty and Katinka Hosu even this week. Here's to another 100. I've put links to everyone's social handles, including my own, in the episode description. I've also put a little article pointing out the most motivational podcasts from the 100 that we've produced. That will be out there and I'll post a link for that too. As you will have noticed, we've gone all in in our build-up to the FINA World Aquatics Championships. We've had divers Jennifer Abel and Melissa Citrini on already. And last week, we talked about the uphill struggle that the US artistic swimming team have got in order to qualify for Tokyo 2020. Here's a clip. The world has been expecting a lot from us. We've been doing all the marketing we've needed. We've been talking to a lot of people. We've been kind of letting everyone know that what we're doing is something that's different than what's usually shown. And we really want to show that we're not just doing another synchro program and synchro routine. We really want to bring some art to the sport. And so for us, the first entrance is the first impression. And we want people to see that we're doing things differently than usual. Olympic Channel Podcast. So as I mentioned, we are off to South Korea. Well, Andrew is. So stay across our social handles. We are at Olympic Channel for the latest news. We're going to do a live blog when all that kicks off in Guangzhou in just a few days' time. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on the podcast app if you've got the chance. I like it when we see like motivational quotes in the reviews. It means people have really listened and I think it gives other people like a flavour of what the podcast is about. Mentality, Olympians, positivity, all the rest of it. That is it for now though. See you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.